Welcome to the Leadership Playbook. My name is Emily Hawkins. How I used to introduce myself is, I have 15 years in supply chain, creating and leading teams, streamlining processes, managing millions of dollars. Except that's not what I do anymore. I'm a career and life coach. And I wanna take you on the journey of how to lead yourself, how to take your career to the next level, whatever that may be. I'm gonna give you tangible advice on exactly how to do what you want to do. Lead and love your life. One of my favorite quotes is, waiting is the hardest part from Tom Petty. (laughs) And I love that song and I think Tom Petty's amazing, but isn't it, is it waiting hard? No matter what you're waiting on, um, you know, a COVID test result, which is terrible to be waiting on. Or what I'm really thinking about is to hear back if you made it either to the next round of interviews or you got a job offer. Oh my gosh, waiting is agony, isn't it? And there's a way of doing this that is more professional. That's what we're going to call this professional waiting. And I don't mean waiting tables. I mean waiting out those hard decisions. And I will tell you that I am not one to just sit. I can't. I am an action-oriented person. I have a really hard time not doing. And so I will tell you what I do when I'm waiting for something, you know, whatever that might be. Um, I was featured in Forbes in 2020, and that opportunity was brought to my attention Oh my goodness, I think about six months before it actually happened. Waiting game, right? And you don't want to bother those people because they have other things on their plate, right? And when you think about interviewing, it's no different. And unfortunately, we are not the most important thing with you know the decision they're making. We are not the most important decision of that person's day, most likely. They have a million other things going on. They're running businesses. They're potentially creating deals and, you know, all the things. And so hiring you isn't always top of mind or putting you in a magazine is not always top of mind. And if you follow up too much, you're going to drive these people nuts and you're going to get a hard no. So how do you wait in a professional way? that doesn't drive you personally bonkers. Well, that's what we're gonna get into today. And I actually have about five different tips. I always seem to have five. I don't know why, I always wanna say three. Like I think three would be so wonderful, but then I always come up with five. So, (laughs) or six, but today it's five. Uh, These are things that I do when I'm waiting for whatever it is. And I've waited for jobs. I will tell you the longest I waited to hear back from a job was when I was in college. I was graduating. In fact, I had already graduated. And it took six months to hear back from this dream opportunity that I wanted with a company that, by the way, doesn't even exist anymore. So that's kind of funny. But, oh, I wanted this job so bad. And this morning I was thinking back. I waited six damn months for that. That was insane that I, <laughs> I waited that long. And guess what? I'm here today to live and tell the tale. I got through it and I got the job. So how did I do that? And how do I recommend you do that? Well, the first thing that I see my clients do a lot that is dangerous, so dangerous, 
is putting all your eggs in one basket. Well, I got the interview, so I'm just going to wait it out. I'm just going to sit here and wait. No, keep applying. Keep applying. And I will tell you, when I was waiting on the Forbes article, I was still writing things. I was still putting things out in the world that maybe could get picked up somewhere else, right? I was doing more than just sitting there and waiting and hoping. You know, it was one of those things that even to be mentioned was a big deal. And that's what I kept focusing on. So I just kept creating more content, which is my version of what I want you to do when it comes to applying. I have had clients in the past put all their eggs in one basket, budgets get cut, things that are completely out of your control, COVID, great example, happen, jobs get cut, and then that that egg that you had in that basket, the only one is gone. And now it feels like you have to start from square one. So keep applying, put more irons in the fire, check out, throw some more lines out. The worst that can happen is that you have to tell others no. What a beautiful thing, right? To tell other people no. I'm sorry, I already landed a job. What a beautiful thing to have to share with people. Let's make that happen. But the only way that's going to happen is if you keep applying. So keep applying. That's rule number one. The second one is, I want you to go work out. Now, I don't mean run a marathon. I mean, unless that's what you do on a daily basis, which go for you, but I'm not a runner. I run when I'm chased. Um, I do work out every pretty much every day, five to six days a week. No running because uh, I can't stand that. I like to do kickboxing. That's my that's my jam. And I will tell you when I'm waiting for something, either lifting weights, weight training in some form, or doing some kickboxing, ugh, I always feel better. I always feel better and I feel empowered. And that's really what I want you to feel because when you're waiting on somebody else to make a decision in your life, that's what it feels like, right? Waiting feels like that. You're waiting on somebody else to make a decision on your life. That is so disempowering. So why not do empowering activities such as keep applying because you're staying in the driver's seat and working out, really fueling your body. And it's also going to help de-stress you if you're not a big worker outer. I think I made that word up. Um, or set of words, if that's not your jam, I would recommend going for a walk outside. I really believe being in nature has this beautiful way of centering us and making us feel small, but in a really nice way. I know last night I was outside um, setting some stuff up at my children's school and just me and I'm sitting there and I look up and the moon is just absolutely beautiful and there was just a little cloud cover over it but the moon was peeking out and there's nobody in this parking lot that I'm at but me and I just thought I am such a small piece of this world and for some reason that was incredibly comforting in the moment and I just stood there just for a minute I just gave myself that moment to just sit with the moon and its bright beauty and just have that moment. And if I hadn't been outside, it just wouldn't have been that. Maybe you need to go walk on a walk in your neighborhood. Maybe you have a greenway near you or a park or something like that. Go be outside and feel the gravity of nature because I do think it makes a big difference. And you will leave it 
feeling filled. I promise you. And if you have allergies, take some medicine before you go out. Um, cause I don't want you filled with filled with allergies at the end, but, uh, the next thing I want you to do is talk it out. So I don't want you to exhaust people. Please don't exhaust people. Don't call a friend every single day obsessing over this job. Oh my gosh, I woke up thinking about blah, 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 blah. right? You're going to wear those people out. Make it a two-way street for a couple of reasons. One is it's great to have a support system. I will tell you that having people in my corner, whether it be my husband or, you know, friends of mine, I've got several close friends that I share these types of things with. It's so nice, but I don't want the entire conversation about me because part of waiting is also about giving. And the best way to handle waiting is to give to other people in whatever form that is, right? You're keeping yourself busy in giving. And I have several friends that not only are they my beautiful, amazing friends, but they are also business owners like I am. So when I have something that I'm waiting on, we talk about that. But then I make sure to pour into their business and help them look outside because they're helping me objectively look at this thing that I'm waiting on, right? And they need that same perspective. So there's some give and take. And so much magic happens in those moments where you are pouring into others. This beautiful thing happens where you forget about yourself. Oh my goodness, how wonderful is that to not think about yourself for a few minutes. I would say that we as human beings think about ourselves 95% of the time, maybe 90% if we're true giving people. I really think it's about 95%. I think that's how our brains work. And because of that, when we can lift out of that and give to others through a phone call, making a meal for someone, um, you know, running an errand, sending flowers, whatever that is, when you can put yourself in the giving perspective, Waiting becomes a lot less difficult. And I just feel like that's using your time here on earth, which I feel like is so fleeting in a really meaningful way. So talk it out, but give as well. So call the support system, but then make sure when you before you hang up that phone that you've given that person something, that you've helped them in some way. Because that's what we're all here to do is help each other. So the fourth one is going to seem so obvious, except I think that we sometimes forget the most basic things. Send a thank you note. Now, I know most people are not in offices still um, at this time. And honestly, I foresee us not really ever being where we were in office spaces. And because of that, that means that you would need somebody's home address to thank them. Ooh, that feels really personal. So let's not go do that. That sounds... Uh, slightly stalkery. Rather than asking for someone's personal address, send them an email. It's totally fine. But make it heartfelt. I don't want this email to be some canned message that you found on the internet. Thank you for your time. You know what I'm talking about. I want you to sit down and feel that message. Why are you excited about that position? What are you excited to do in that company? And why do you want to think the people, the person that you interviewed with. What is that about? Sending that thank you note is key, not only for the people receiving it, but for you to put some closure around it. 
What was that meaning like? How did you feel? And just kind of letting go of it and, and letting, you know, God or whatever you believe in um, take over and just kind of make that happen, right? And I, I like to say that I stay very agnostic when it comes to religion because I believe that we all find comfort in different things. And whatever you say or use or whatever is comforting to you, I actually believe we believe all the same thing. So definitely send that note. But put you in the note. Put your heart in the note. Put your passion in the note. And finally, follow up. Ooh, but be careful with this. Oh, be so careful with this. When should you follow up? Okay, let's pretend that you interviewed today. Don't follow up this afternoon. (laughs) Don't follow up tomorrow. Um, One of the reasons, one of the functions of the thank you note is a little bit of a follow up, but it's not pushy. You're not asking for the job. You're just thanking. Uh, The follow up I'm actually talking about is just to keep you top of mind. And in my Market Me course, I actually teach you exactly how to do this in a powerful yet succinct way because it's really important. But I do want to lay out two really important pieces of following up. You are going to follow up only if the date has passed since they told you they would get back to you. So let's say that they said they'd follow up with you Monday. And this is the Tuesday after that Monday. You may follow up. It is past the deadline. It is a day past. Go right ahead and follow up. Timelines. I really think hiring is very similar to getting work done on your house. It's always... Uh, uh, you know, not in a time frame that makes sense to you um, and sometimes not in a budget that makes sense to you, um, which we also cover in Market Me. But I want you to know that it is totally okay to follow up, but only after the deadline has passed. Or, oh yes, there's another one. There's one final reason why you would follow up. And it is because you have a job offer what? Yes, let's breathe that into existence for a second. That you are waiting to hear back and you already have a job offer on the table. It behooves you to reach out to those people and make sure that they know that you have that offer. And if it's an offer that you really want, if it's a job you really want that you're waiting for, then you need to tell them that. That's incredibly important. Again, in my Market Me course, we walk through this. I share with you exactly how to do this in a way that really makes people want to work with you because that is key. But I hope today that waiting becomes easier for you because if 2020 taught us nothing, it's definitely that waiting is something we're all capable of. Um, But at the same time, when it's you that's waiting on the thing, it can feel hard. Did you love what you heard today and you want more? Sign up for my weekly email in the show notes. It's packed with tips and tricks to lead and love your life. You can also follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram by typing in Emily Hawkins, the number four, the letter U. I'll see you here next week.